Okay, guys, we're at the top of the bet. We're talking about the number of aliyot on a tani tzibor. We haven't concluded anything yet. So the Gemara at the very top says, Tashma, coming here is Zehaklal. Here's the rule. Now, Zehaklal has always tried to include something else, so we'll see how that works out. Kol sheyesh bo bitul melachal la'am kegon tani tzibor b'tisha b'av green gimel. Anytime there's going to be a bitul melachal will cause people to miss out on work. Uh, like on a tani tzibor b'tisha b'av, because on tani tzibor b'tisha b'av, there is no prohibition to do melacha, so you can go though you go to work like normal. So you have an extra aliyahs, it's gonna cause people to miss work. You see, actually interesting sometimes how makbid chazal are on the time, right? Not been troubling the tzibur. How long did it take to read one more aliyah? Uh, two minutes? I mean, right? But they said no, it's gonna be that. So Korean Gimel, we only have three aliyahs. But if there's no bitu melacha for the people, can go on Rosh Hashanah Korean Arba. If there's no bitu melacha like Rosh Hashanah so read four. That's a little tricky. So Gemara says on Shmamina. So Shmamina means yeah, we can hear it from there. Okay, this is a pretty good conclusion. That Tani Sibur we read only three aliyot. It's a little tricky. Why we say on Rosh Chodesh there's bitul, there's no bitul malacha. We don't have a concept of the no malacha on Rosh Chodesh. Rashi points out here for Sheikh Lashim, Aimbo bitul malacha kolkach sheena nashim osot malacha ben. There is a custom that women don't do malacha on Rosh Chodesh. Um, but it's not such a huge bitul malacha. But nonetheless, and he goes on to explain a lot, a big thing here. But uh, um, it is interesting to point out. Tosa says the same thing, basically. There, it's about the women. But it's a little interesting because you imagine how many women normally were being shul in those days. You know, even today. You know, to to hear the extra leah. Anyway, it's an interesting point. Okay, we'll move on. Is that women still big today? There, uh, yeah, I would say less, but it still exists. It's in the, it's in the halachic right? So Amar Ravashi v'ha'ana lotnanachi. But Ravashi says, hold on a second. We don't really teach that way. Zehaklal kol yom sheyeshba musaf no yom to kareen arba'a. So wait, but our Mishnah taught a little differently. Our rule in our Mishnah was any day where there's a Musaf, and it's not a Yom Tov, you read four Aliyahs. What does it come to include? What does it come to include? So isn't that including Tani Sibur and Tisha B'Av? Even though there's no... Um, it's not, uh, uh, it, it's, what's it called? It, it, it doesn't have a korban musa, but it's extra tefillah, and it's, and it's not a yom tov either, so it seems from our mission that Tali Sibon Tishabab, again, based on Nag Zehaklal, should also have four aliyot. So the Rabashi Maditin Mani. So according to Rabashi, thank you. Who is the uh, Mishnah according to? Lo Tanakama, but the Rabbiosi. We have a difficulty because according to him, the Mishnah is not like the Tanakama, not like Rabbiosi. What are we talking about? Ditanya, we learned in the Bright as follows. Chaliyo Besheni Bechamishi, if it falls out, we're saying what falls out, I think we're talking about Tish If it falls out on a Monday or a Thursday, Korin Gimel, we read three Aliyot, Umaftir. Uh, and we have one uh, if it falls out on Thursday or, or, or uh, excuse me Tuesday or Wednesday you read one aliyah and have one uh, mafti really read three aliyot and one mafti Okay, so the point is that there's no, according to neither opinion, is there are there four aliyot on Tisha B'Av, which our Mishnah seemed to indicate, based on at least our inference. So if that's the case, what are you going to do with the word Zehaklal? So Lola Atuye Rosh Chodesh Umoed. So wait, maybe isn't that to include Rosh Chodesh Umoed that you have four aliyahs on those days? Where it says, what are you talking about? It said, but that's explicitly written. Rosh Chodesh Umoed Korin Arba'a. Right? It says, Rosh Chodesh we read four, so it can, the Zakal can be clean verse Chodesh Cholamoid, and according to him, it's not going to include Tani Sibur and Tisha B'Av. So what's going on here? So Gemara says Simana Ba'al Yahiv. It's really giving like a, a mere uh, sign. 
Delotema, so you won't say the following. That don't say that Yom Tov and are the same, that they both include, they're both like holidays or whatever, so just like Yom Tov is five aliyahs, Cholomosha five aliyahs, Ella, Nugget High Klala Biabcha, so take this. This rule in your hand, called the tafile milta mechabre, tafile gavriotero. Whatever has more uh, elements than its fellow, meaning the day is like more special, it will have more people, okay, meaning more aliyot. Okay, so that's the idea. So if you think about like you know, first the cholamoid and yom tov, the cholamoid is four aliyas, and yom tov has five aliyas. Hilkach therefore brosh chodesh moed the equal korban mosav korin arba. So brosh chodesh cholamoid there's a korban mosav. You have four aliyas. The yom tov the aser b'siyah malacha. So yom tov has the other element of prohibition of malacha. Hamisha the yom kippurim danish karet shisha. So yom kippur again it's pretty straightforward, right? Has a prohibition of karet if you violate that, you get an extra aliyah six. Shabbat the ikah isr skila shabbos even more. Because it's just skilos, and it's going to be a much higher level, a worse element of death penalty. Shiva, I'll give you seven. Okay. Any other point is that after all that, we've concluded that yeah, the Tani Sibo really only has three, and we have to mess around a little bit with this Zahaklaus. How to understand how that played out? But it's really ultimately how we understand it. And the the, the big klal is the more special the day, the extra lead you get. Basically, that's how it works. Okay. Gufa. Let's go back to something we said earlier. I think we said it yesterday. Rav ikla the bava batani tzibor. Remember, Rav visited bava on the tani tzibor on the fast day. Kam kara besifra. He got up to read from the Torah. So that's what we had at the end of the yomim yesterday. Padach barich chatan velo barich. So he uh, he opened up with a bracha. He concluded without a bracha. So then we said nafal kuleyama on payu. Everyone fell on their face. Right, tachanun. But Rav lo nafal alape. He didn't fall on his face. So Gemara says by time of Rav lo nafal alape. What's the reason Rav didn't fall on his face? Why wouldn't he participate in nefila da payim? So Gemara answers, Ritzpashel Avenim Haita. It must have been a stone floor. Vitanya, we're talking about Brighta. The Bazak says, Be'evin Maskit, Lo Titu Bartachem, Li'ishtachavot Aleah. Right? Do not place an Evan Maskit, like a stone, like a cut stone floor, to bow down on it. Okay, because it sounds like that's sort of like uh, um, something that's like similar to, let's say, uh, idolatrous temples, something like that. So don't bow on stone floors. Aleah Iyatam Ishtachavet, Ba'artachem, Avalatam Ishtachavet, Avenim Shabet Migdash. The point is, on it, you don't bow down in your land, but you do bow down on the stone floor of the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, so that's the exception. Beit HaMikdash, we do, but outside the Beit HaMikdash, we don't bow down on stone floors. Ula, in the question of Ula, the Amr Ula, lo astra Torah, el ritzpashal avanim bilbad. That Ula said, the Torah only prohibited to bow down on a floor of stone. Okay? So that's why Rav wouldn't bow down. So Gemara says, "Great, Ihachi my area Rav." If that's the case, what's so special about Rav? Afilu kulhuname. So the rest of people also shouldn't be down down. Like what Rav has a special halacha associated only to him. Everyone shouldn't be down down in the floor. Gemara says, "Kamare kamei de Rav havai." No, the Gemara says the stone floor was only in front of him. I Meaning, I guess the rest of the area was I don't know uh, gravel or it was a, a rug or whatever it was. Rav, there was a special stone area. I don't know whatever it was. I don't know. Yeah, maybe something like that. Who knows? Wherever he was, that's what it was. Okay. I said, okay. Fine. So why does Rav just move over to where the tzibur is and do nefila find there? Why he can't move like four feet? You know, whatever it is. I says, no. Lo bay He didn't want to bother the tzibur. I guess like shuffling through. Also, the Rav, you know. I mean, that's his name. But, like, the Rav moves around, and people sort of like, oh, they have to move out of the way, but they're right, given space. Like, they didn't want to bother everybody. So, okay, he just didn't bow down. No big deal. Be'i bite Ema. Okay, alternatively, a very different answer to this question. 
Rav, Pishut Yadayim Braglaim Hava Ave. Rav, when he would bow down, when he would do the Vila Vaim, he did Pishut Yadayim Braglaim, means spread eagle, like he just like, you know, full force on the on the floor. Ukid the Ula, the Kurdish of the Ula, the Amar Ula, the Astra Torah, the Pishut Yadayim Braglaim Bilbad. According to Ula, the only prohibition of bowing down, even on the stone floor, would be Pishut Yadayim Braglaim, the way he did in the Bedimigdash, like fully outstretched arms and legs. And Rav was knowing to do that, but everybody else wasn't knowing to do that, so only for Rav would have been a problem. Mark says, Fine, so let do Nefila the Pime, and don't do Nefila the Pime. What, he can't uh, do that a little bit differently one time? No, he didn't want to change his Minog. Okay. Alternatively, another answer to this question. Adam Chashuv Shiny. An important person is different. Kidir Rabbi Elazar, as Rabbi Elazar says. To Amr Rabbi Elazar, in Adam Chashuv, Rashali Pola Panav, Ella Imke Nanaki should be known. Totally different idea. Nothing to do with the Evan Maski to the stone floor, nothing. Because rather it's the idea of an Adam Chashuv should not fall on his face unless he's sure that he will be answered like you should be known. Okay? Like, Nanav means like he'll be answered, but it means that he's sure he'll be answered. Kidir Rib, yeah. The thing about the minhai, yeah. normally say that you should change your minhai in public. Uh, I'm not saying this is a we should take the model for all our behaviors of other men hugging. Yeah. It's like Rav didn't want to be Mishnah. He wanted to keep his minah. Okay. Get up, etc. And the idea there is that he sort of like was clearly being answered. So Yoshua Benun, fine, you know, do the things, but generally speaking, uh, he said, Yoshua, get up, right? Get up and go. But other people shouldn't do it. Okay. Fine. Now, a little Gemara that we actually had a Masachat Tanit. Uh, I think so. Uh, not the whole thing, but the end of it. Tanu Rabbanan Kida Al Apayim. The Tanu Nebraita, that the term Kida is a type of bowing. It's on your face. Okay? Shnemar Batikod Batsheva Apayim Aret. That Batsheva bow down Apayim, like like Panim, like her face on the ground. Okay, that was before David Amela. Kriya Al Birkaim. The word Bichra, like this relevant for like the Megillah, right? Like Lo Yichra Velo Yishachabev, right? Just to bend down, to bend the knee. Al Birkaim, on your knees. Vechena Omer, Mikhroa Al Birkaim. From from kneeling on his knees. Hishtachava, bowing, Zopi Shidam Raglam, that means outstretched hands and feet. Shinamar, Havona Bo, Anivim Chavechacha, Lishachavo Lacha, Arza. Right, that Yaakov says to Yosef, well, I mean, your mother and your brother is going to bow down to you on the ground, the idea of understanding being like fully on the ground. So the Gemara says, Levi Achve Kida Kameh Rebbe, Levi demonstrated what Kida is in front of Rebbe, the Itla, and he became lame. This part we have actually in Masachatati. This, this is the part. Okay? That I've got in Kida, we said it's only on your uh, face. The idea is so that like you bend your face down, it's only your face. Like you sort of like put, like it's like a handstand kind of, like only your face is on the ground, not the rest of your body. So he sort of like demonstrated like bending over. It's very complicated, and he got lame. He like dislocated his hip or something. That's the, the way they explain it. So Gemara says, "Hold on a second. The This is what caused him to do that. The Amar Rabbi Lazar, but Rabbi Lazar said, "Olam ayatiyah adam drayim klapi mila. Shari adam gadol itiyah drayim klapi mila biitla umanu levi." So, so Rabbi Lazar said, "A person should never like cast things towards uh, the heavens, meaning like to demand things from Hashem." And we had Masachatani where. Levi's making all these demands of Hashem that he should have rain, and he was punished, and he became punished by becoming lame. That's what I'm here, because he's this great man, did it, and he became lame, and his name is Levi. The Gemara asked there, and he wrote the same question, uh, but this, the Gemara asked a reverse thing, right? The Gemara there was talking about, you know, asking Hashem for things, or demanding things from Hashem, and so he became lame, and said, well, that's not why he became lame, he became lame because he was demonstrating Kida. And here it's like, well, he's, he's demonstrating Kida, and became lame, like, that's not why, it's because he was 
Remember, so the answer is the same as you had. Ha, the ha, garmale. Both this and that caused it. Meaning, yeah, it's true. He, he, the physical thing he was doing that caused him to become lame was the kida. The, the, the existential reason, right? The spiritual reason why it's because he had been uh, uh, demanding things from God. One more line. Amar I saw a bayim rabba who would be matzle asluye. They would lean on their sides. Rashi says al tzidayin, but no no flee up and they have mamash. If they shein adam chashuv, Rashi pops up. And according to this idea that the adam chashuv shouldn't do it, the bayim rabba they would lean over, they'd lean on their sides. They wouldn't be full fledged uh, bowing down. We will stop there. Go.